0: Regina Nissan is the presenting sponsor of the Off the Hazel podcast. And this month, you can choose your vehicle and your bonus during the My Choice sales event. Choose from 1% rate reduction, a free prepaid maintenance package, or up to $15,000 in cash rebates. You can get into the all-new redesigned 2021 Nissan Rogue Sport front-wheel drive, leased at 343 monthly. For 39 months with a 9.95 down. Or check out this sporty 2020 Nissan Cash Key. And finance for, well, 0% for 84 months. Make sure to head on down to Nissan Regina at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan. Or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. drive nissan
1: harbor golf club and resort offers an exciting challenge to all levels of golf enthusiasts this 18-hole championship golf course is situated on the
0: bluffs overlooking the scenic lake diefenbaker in elbow saskatchewan feast your eyes on the panoramic views of miles of sandy beaches the lake and our spectacular golf course take the opportunity to get away from life's hustle and bustle and support local by planning your next day trip to harbor golf use off the hosel code on your next booking and get 20 percent off green fees and a twenty dollar food and beverage voucher for your foursome. Offer not applicable with any other promotion. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher. Stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive. He can't hit his irons. And he can but boy can that guy drink. Nine, not, 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 not.
2: Turn down for
0: You're listening to Off the Hazel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure-Kosher. Alrighty, hey everybody, we are back for another episode of Off the Hazel. This is episode 68. My name is Drew Kosher, and I'm your host. I'm not joined by my bro Troy today. But we are joined by that PK machine, Danny
1: H. koshi <laughs> What's going on? The boys are back. <laughs> the the boys, boys are back in town. The boys are back in town.
0: Yes. What's going on? So, man? Uh, not too much. Not a lot. Not uh, nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. But great guest on today, so we'll we got we a lot to do, talk about first. Yeah,
1: Let's a lot talk. to
0: talk about. Also, hi to the YouTubers and the IGTVs, Danny H. First me.
1: first appearance on camera. So. uh Don't make fun of me. I know I'm not the best-looking guy here, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, and subscribe because we're we're doing great. Watch the videos, like us, do whatever you have to do to, you know, enjoy it. Anyways, first off, we'd like to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. They're the number one place to get your next vehicle oil change or any vehicle-related needs. They're located at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan.
1: Drive Nissan. Drive Nissan. Danny, and where are we recording from? We're recording from... Divots Indoor Golf, Ooh, baby. Located on Rochdale Boulevard here. Um, can you know, they're not open right now. They're close for the season, right? Yep. But um, when they do open up next year, everyone come. It's a good time near, right? Yes, Seven Sam Eight Sam's, it's a place to be. And what's uh, to what's the address again?
0: I don't know. Rossdale Boulevard. Rossdale Boulevard. Side Dan, read that off.
1: Read that off. Sixty-eight twenty-three Rochdale Boulevard, Regina, Saskatchewan. <laughs> come on down. <laughs> when when it's open.
0: All right. Lots of chat about Danny. You're back in his suite. Troy steps out. You, I mean, for everyone that's watching and listening new to the podcast, you're going to see that lots of our pod. You know, we got Working Man.
1: We got Shift Workers got on guys this. guy's going here sh- and there. So. Shift Workers on this podcast, you know.
0: And it's a, and it's a new voice once in a while. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, maybe
0: I should leave for a little bit.
1: I mean, people would probably want it.
0: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> zinger! Zinger!
1: let's uh, get, let's okay, get going. Right, yeah,
0: let's get into it. What's new? What's up?
1: Oh, you know, uh, Saskatchewan's still locked down, so <laughs> they can't do anything. I'm just chilling, man. I mean, trying to work a few days here and there and just relaxing. I mean, uh, trying to hopefully get through this lockdown. It's definitely getting uh, frustrating for sure, just sitting at home and doing nothing. But hopefully it'll be over soon. And uh, yeah, but what have you been up to? Daniel Heigl, Johnny Saskatchewan,
0: TSN Sports. Um, nothing. Literally nothing. Can't do anything. Can't do anything. Just chilling, right? Chilling, text you, text my gal. FaceTiming. FaceTiming. That's all um, you can do. Zoom, Zoom, and... Zoom, yeah. Yeah. I'm tired so, of Zoom. There's a free ad. Okay. Danny, thoughts on last week's podcast with Darren DuPont? Um, such a good dude. Great stories. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it or not. Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, Darren, a lot of people in our giant know him, right? He's always on the... Calling the Pats games and stuff with Rod, and they're on the Rod Peterson show, right? So I've watched that show a lot. You should check them out if you haven't. There's a little free ad for them. Um, Friends of the show. Yeah, but no, that was a good episode. I, I liked. Uh, I laughed my ass off at uh, Darren's story about uh, him texting. Yeah, him texting uh, Cooney <laughs> Ice Coach, right? And him just telling him to f off on big calves, and that was hilarious. But yeah, That's it was a pretty father. Good, yeah, yeah a it was pretty good one. episode either way. All right, Dan.
0: We have lost the chat about today. Sports in general. Let's get into it. What are your thoughts right now before we go into our, you know, our top seven teams? The what are they in the last ten? Just first up, let's bring in some sports here. You know, hockey. What do you want to talk about first?
1: Well, let's talk about my Leafs. They have shit the bed lots here the last few games. Um, no, the, they've lost the last four straight, and I think they gotta definitely pick it up here before playoffs. I think there's eleven after tonight's game. There's eleven games till playoffs, so you definitely don't want to be going. I mean, as you know, right, with any league that we played in growing up, you don't want to be going in, in the playoffs losing, right? So yeah. I hope they can pick it up here and hopefully get some wins before the um, before uh, playoffs start. Did you see uh, Zach Hyman get nailed in the knee the other night? I did not. No, I heard it was nope. bad though. Was it bad? Yeah, it was that Edler off uh, Canucks, his knee, n- straight knee. Oh knee yes, yeah, it is. MCL yeah. sprain. He's done for two weeks, and uh, he's a huge, huge loss. He's such a key asset to the Leafs. But um, a hard yeah, worker. Yeah, that Edler got uh, two game suspension. Which, I mean, obviously I knew they weren't going to give him a lot, but when you, you stick your knee out like that, like you can end a guy's career, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Like I get it. It's an MCL sprain. But That's pretty serious, you know. Yeah. And um, it's just uh, too bad for Hyman Hopefully, he can recover quickly and be back soon. Alrighty, there's your Leaf talk with Danny H., yep. the pick machine. That's all I'm good at is uh, the Leafs because <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I watch them
0: every day. No, nah, you're good at this, Dan. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Okay, let's talk about Patty Marlowe. A Saskatchewan oh, yeah. boy. Um, you know, I have a few
1: opinions on it. I'm sure you do too. Uh, yeah. I'm Go just – I was happy. Uh, I watched that last night, the start of the game, between them and Vegas Knights, and I'm not going to lie, I choked up a little bit when he – Really? They were kind of showing his him, his family we actually came, went to Vegas and we there. are uh, they're in the press box there. That's right. Yeah, I'm starting my words here. They're in the they're in the press box and uh, I choked up a bit when they were showing. That, you know, it was Gary Bettman that made a nice speech, and you know the guys were stick tapping. You could just see. I, one thing I noticed about all the yesterday with everything to do with Patty is he was emotional all day. Right. I mean, it, it's a historic yeah. historic day. Right. I mean, he beats or he's and that doesn't beat. He just goes ahead and Gordy and most games played, right? And You were saying before off there that people were pissed off about it. What was that about? Uh, yeah, I mean, you go on Twitter and you
0: see the people that are, you know, with the fake handles and numbers and, oh, he, he shouldn't play this game because it's Gordy Howe and, you know, all respect in the world, of Gordy Howe He's going to play
1: forever. What's he going to do, just quit? Uh, oh, we tied with Gordie, just quit.
0: I saw one guy tweet and he made a good point. He's like, oh, Patrick Marlowe should, you know, he was basically saying that oh I'm sorry I did another contract I'm sorry I'm you know I'm healthy to play long enough like yeah, who cares why should I sit out I so, think that's
1: a that's just trolls right on Twitter and
0: yeah and there was a lot of people that were still like you know you can see that they have an account but it was like yeah. why should he just not play he's earned exactly. the right to keep playing yeah, keep playing it's stupid you know some um, guys
1: are fortunate long careers and some guys aren't mm. it was it's definitely cool to think though now that two Saskatchewan players Sask, sask represent are on the the top of the stats for uh most games played i think that's actually unreal and i don't know i couldn't be happier to be from Saskatchewan. you know knowing that right like um i don't know if you saw ryan winnie's tweet today it was just oh yeah about him going off how like scatchewan people are just such hard-working humble people and they just you know they Pretty put their he, yeah they just put your head down and they go to work and um yeah i think he made a good point about that but yeah that was it's definitely a nice day uh good day for Skatron yesterday absolutely pretty sure Mike, didn't Mike
0: say something about that? Like, well, not Saskatchewan player, but the long, uh, uh, most games by a Canadian player in the NFL? I think that's what he said. Remember that? Yeah. Um, what did he say again? Yeah, I think he's, it was a Canadian player with the most games played in the NFL from Canada.
1: Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. What did he ask? No, he, he was saying there's a guy that, yeah. From Canada. We got we to gotta check back with that, but yeah, something like that. <laughs> Just skip forward there anyways. All right, we have short-term memory loss here on this pod. Hi, my name is Dory.
0: Can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I have, I have short-term. Anyways, moving on. What here. else do we got here? Well, let's do those stats for now. Okay. Just read them off quick, or what? Just no, I'm going to read Which off stats? the last ten games of the Canadian divisions. But first, want to let you know that this is always brought to you by. Well, not always, but for the foreseeable future, brush. It's time you start brushing your teeth with one of these things. 19,000 different options to whatever you got to do. Clean your tongue, teeth. Tongue, gums. Tongue, nope. gums, lips, <laughs> nostrils if you have to. Whatever. Check out Brush. That's at B-R-U-U-S-H on Instagram. Yep. Twitter. Check them out. They're unreal. All right. Let's do it. What do we got? All righty. The Canadian division, I've said this. I've said 10 teams lost four weeks in a row, so I know there's seven teams. Idiot Drew. Starting with the Toronto Maple Leafs, in their last ten games, they are six two
1: and two on a four-game losing streak. Danny H, the Leafs Insider. No, they're not hot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys no. already you guys already seen my rant uh, or heard my rant a few minutes ago. So yeah, they're not and hot. They, they got to pick it. it up. And they saw it. They, yeah. Oh yeah. Already yeah. <laughs> now.
0: now. Subscribe. Subscribe to YouTube. Uh, get that camera off of me. Okay, the, the Jets six three and one a one-game losing streak.
1: Yeah, I like the way the Jets are playing, so I'm gonna say hot.
0: All right. And Troy's favorite team rides and dies with them. The Oilers, 6 2 and 2, two game win streak.
1: Yeah, I uh, actually watched the one game a couple nights ago and they looked pretty good. But um, David's Unreal. Yeah. David's Unreal. I mean, oh, just, oh, my gosh. Just can't say enough about that, guy, right? <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that. Uh, Do you watch last night? Uh, last night, I didn't watch the whole game. No, I was but doing this for the like, majority of the game and they were just like,
0: oh, my God. Like, he's so good. Yeah. End in. You know, can't find the angle. He just dangles. You know, he coast th- to coast, I like butter toast. Like, he was just
1: going. Whenever they play against the Leafs and he gets a puck and he's flying down the wing, I'm scared. Yeah. I always say, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Because it's Luis Mendoza from Mighty Ducks. Well, he can do anything, right? He like, stops. He's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Anyways. Unreal. Okay. <laughs> the are, what did we say, hot or not? I said hot. Okay. They're hot. The Canadians, 3-7-0 and in a
1: two-game losing streak. No, they're not hot. That, I mean, the record says it all, and... I did watch the one game, and I don't... They're not really playing very consistent, right? I mean, they're not a bad team, but they're not playing consistent enough for me. All righty. The Flames, 4-6-0,
0: two-game losing streak, Danny.
1: 4-6-0? and Um, yep. no. They've been the most inconsistent team, I think, all year, besides... Rollercoaster like, team. Yeah. Definitely up, down, up, down. A lot more down, obviously, this year. And I don't get it with the talent they have, but, yeah, they're not hot. Soft.
0: They're just a soft team. Mm. Let's just be honest. They're soft. Uh... Okay, Canucks play their first game. I
1: guess you know six three and one one game winning streak. uh, You know brings that was a huge. uh, That was a gut like people on Twitter said it all. That was a I'm a Leafs fan. That was a gutsy win by Vancouver. I mean they're off for what two yeah two three weeks um, to come in there and beat the top team in the Canadian division. Yeah, like come on, like that was a gutsy win. They deserved to win. I mean the Leafs just they didn't pull off. Did you see though? No, you didn't see it because you didn't watch the game. Um, (laughs) There's 20 seconds left. In that game, I was tied up at 2-2, and the Leafs actually scored. And it went behind Freddie, and they called it off, and they reviewed it. And you could see I thought it was in, but there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. And the Leafs probably would have won the game if they counted But, yeah, I was just going to throw it out there. I thought maybe it was in, but hmm. people were pissed off about it. I don't think there was enough evidence to overturn it. So, anyways. Well, and to further
0: on your point about you know, the Leafs losing to the Canucks, you know what, everyone knows for any sport you play, don't take anyone lightly and exactly. whatever I mean, yeah like you gotta come to play
1: could be in last place first place doesn't matter right you gotta treat every team the same all right speaking of last place the Ottawa Senators 4-6-0 on a two-game winning streak I'm gonna go hot actually I, I watched <laughs> uh the game against I think it was Calgary the other night last weekend uh <laughs> they're like one of those teams that's just they got nothing to lose right they're in last place they're not gonna make playoffs but they're playing, I like the way they play. When they, you know, they kind of got that greenness to them. They don't have that much skill. Yeah. But um, yeah, they played well the last couple weeks here. So let's go cool with hot for them. All right. There's your
0: uh, hockey North Division roundup, brought to you by Bruce. All right, Dan. What else is next?
1: What do we got? Um, That's
0: some golf talk. Golf uh, talk. Our next guest. What else I want to chat about today? I good point. And then he ran the one random thing was uh friend of the show, a buddy of ours, Cole Lynn, did not play his first NHL game, but it's coming. Uh, he stayed around warm-ups. Right. I texted him, said how He's many. With Vancouver, for anyone yeah, Vancouver. Done. He was pretty uh pretty excited. Hopefully get in there and line up soon. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But I texted him the night of and I was like, Hey, how many pork missiles are you dieseling up in the press box? <laughs> he goes, Unfortunately, none. I'm like, and he goes, And I've had zero black Gatos. So uh, for everyone listening, those are hot dogs. And yeah, pork missiles are hot dogs. And a Black Edo is a? Coca-Cola. Pepsi. Oh, Pepsi, Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah. So Black Edo. no hot dog. He's like, got to stay slim if I want to get in. Not I'm exactly. like, oh my gosh. I mean, that would I mean, be good. diesel and hot. Yeah, was, yeah, he only did that to a though?
1: I'd be slim. Oh.
0: Well, hot dog I, and pop. I wouldn't be able to play the next game.
1: Yeah. you're in. I'd be ordering a steak, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't have to. i get the night off. Why not? <laughs>
0: Just go to the kegs, leave the game. <laughs> All right, there it is. Yeah, so Linder has not played his first game, but we're rooting for you, buddy. We'll watch it. We'll share everything. That's what we do for you, Linder. All right, golf roundup. The RBC Heritage. Our winner was
1: 47-year-old Stuart Sink. You know who that is, Dan? No, I remember <laughs> we were we were here actually when we were watching it, and I was like, "Who's that guy?" Yeah, I had no idea who he was, but. Congrats, well, yeah.
0: Stu dog. <laughs> yeah, Stu. So, we're calling Stu. Uh, I feel like we have to earn that. We're yeah, Stewart. It's a Stewart. Mister, so, S- how do you say his last name?
1: Sink. Mister Sink. That, that's what we'll call him. Yeah. So
0: he wins. He's he's 47 years old, playing alongside 24 year old Colin Morikawa. So you do the math yeah. on that. It's a lot. Uh, we're not math guys, but Stuart Sink just steady Eddie. You know, he should, I, I believe he shot back to back 63s day of one and two, and I believe it was. 36 hole leader. Mm-hmm. It was like the lowest round or number. Um, but yeah, it was a cool event. And we got bodied again. Because the first time I said RBC Heritage is in like whatever. It's like, oh, it's not there. It's there. i relaxed like, already well, once. Oh, you're wrong about that. And then Troy goes, RBC Heritage. I believe it was supposed to be in Canada, but because of COVID. And then we got bodied again. So <laughs> these are old golf wizards. Just tell us what the next golf tournament is. Yeah. did not even
1: announce it anymore because
0: we're just wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this one's right. Uh, the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. TPC Louisiana. Avondale, Los Angeles. That LA? That means Los Angeles, right? LA? Yeah. Well, if
1: it's in Louisiana. Texas? <laughs> no. Let's see it.
0: Dan's at a statute. At LA. That's, no, it's just Louisiana. If it's in... I
1: don't know.
0: Let's <laughs> just get everyone on Twitter to... <laughs> yell Louisiana. At us wrong. Louisiana. Okay, Dan's going to look it up. Okay. We didn't even talk to the tournament, though. Yeah, More you, yeah pretty you go good. off
1: here. I'm going to figure this out.
0: Connors look solid. Um, yeah, the Canadians. Corey Connors, T4, Mackenzie Hughes, T52, Adam Hadwin was cut, Nick Taylor was cut, and Michael Gligic was uh, cut. Mm -hmm. So not a great week, but Corey Connors, he's had quite the stretch I actually had on my phone today in the last how many weeks? I was like, oh, my gosh. Let's find it out here. And, of course, it's not on this phone. So (laughs) we're going to pull it up here. Just hold on a sec here, everyone. What are you looking up? The stats here. All right. Corey Connors, his last six starts. Third at the Arnold Palmer, seventh the Sixth, the first at the Players, sixty-first at the Dell Tech, T fourteen Valero Texas Open, eighth at the Masters, and T fourth at this past week at RBC uh, Heritage. So, what a run for the Canadian!
1: Yeah, I man, Corey's playing well. Corey, Corey's <laughs> in the house. Like, even at the Masters, there he at the start of the tournament, he was, he was doing pretty good, right? Like yeah. he was top ten the first couple of days, right? Finished eighth. Yeah, did he finish eighth? Yeah.
0: So yeah, a great uh, little stretch for Corey, and all for him to win. Um, but yeah, we're off to Louisiana.
1: Yep. <laughs> like more golf every weekend. When are the, when's the end of the season? The last term, I think I asked you this other day. Yeah. Again,
0: I'm, I'm on a comment. Okay, yeah. Let's body. just not even put it out there. Yeah, cause. We're, we're moving on for that. But, um, <laughs> good players though. You know, Jason Duffner's back in the lineup here. Like he's, he's a Wiley veteran. Yeah. Good player. Right. Uh, who else is here? I can't even read all the names here. You know, Bubba Watson. Cantley, Shoffley, you know, Scotty Scheffler, mm-hmm. Brennan Todd. It'll be so a good tournament.
1: Good tourney again, but um, yeah, what else, Dan? What else do we got? You got any random stuff that happened here to you recently? Any Anybody cut you off outside today, or any uh, pet peeves to throw out there?
0: Pet peeves?
1: I don't know. You have any? I almost got hit by a car today, actually. <laughs> 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 no, wow. I just remembered that. <laughs> and want to we'll hear the story? Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, you just bring it up, and it's, all oh, right, see you guys later. Okay, yeah, so I was walking... On? The other day, I was walking from my place, um, which is beside a Mr. Sub, or Subway. No so I'm free ads. Yeah, no free ads. Uh, cut that <laughs> out. Uh, so I, I go around my sub, I'm walking outside, and there's like an alley by our place. And I didn't notice, because just wasn't paying attention in La La Land, right? You know, just excited to get home and eat this, crush back the sub. <laughs> anyway, so I'm walking, and it's like, I'm crossing the alley, and this car turns into the alley. but They were kind of behind me. Yeah. And they just like blew right past. Like, probably... I. This close to me. And they did not close. slow down. I, I, like, felt I felt a little nip in the mirror, I swear, like, almost touch me. It was close. And I Yeesh. kind of look over at him, like, what the fuck? Because, yeah. I doing? didn't even see him coming. He was ripping. And, did uh, he lay on the horn? What? he lay on the horn? No, he just kept going. No, did you lay on the horn? No, I was walking. Oh. I was walking <laughs> from outside in the alley. And, yeah, he was, like, this close zank wow. from hitting me. And I felt it hit my back. And I'm like, okay, and this guy just keeps going, doesn't apologize. I'm like, I expect uh apology next time wow if you're if you drive ford white escape um <laughs> come on man <laughs> yeah danny's coming for you well
0: but yeah that's unreal anything like that happen to you did you almost die today <laughs> trying to think no i actually had um no no nothing, nothing. all like, right I, I couldn't even lie and say i had someone cool i don't work or anything so no um yeah i had nothing i think we're done all right well we have Some a great girl. guest on today from Arizona, lives down there. The life, the co-founder of the Outlaw Tour in Phoenix, uh, paving the way, paving the way for young pros to get their next step uh, to the big stage. So Corey, great dude, comes on, talks about how he, you know, growing the the tour and seeing the players develop from the Outlaw to the PGA. Um, yeah, it's a great interview. So I think it's time we send it over to uh, Corey Powell. Hope you guys enjoy it. This
1: podcast is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Try Rebellion Zilla IPA, a bold, hoppy West Coast IPA that's bitter with tropical aromas and flavor. Rebellion aged their Zilla in a gin barrel from LMD for three months and released this gin barrel IPA as a taproom special. Located in Lumpson, Saskatchewan, Last Mountain Distillery. No questions asked.
0: Alrighty, we are pleased to be joined by the co-founder of the Outlaw Tour, uh, based in Arizona, Corey Powell. Thanks for coming to the podcast today, man.
2: Absolutely, thanks for having me, Drew. It's a pleasure being on here.
0: Okay, so well, first off, I want to get into obviously, you know, obviously this golf question. We're going to talk about Canadians and you know what the Outlaw Tour is, but let's chat about where you, you know, where you're from, what you do full time for a job. Maybe it's this, maybe it's not. Uh, And how how has golf become, you know, a thing for you?
2: Yeah. um, Well, that's a lot. Uh, (laughs) I guess we could start uh, my introduction to Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale. Um, I flew out here in 2009, like literally flew in in the morning, flew out that evening for a big break audition. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah.
0: What, what year was that, Corey? Um,
2: this was in 2009. Um, and I, I was born and raised and grew up in central California. So literally uh, halfway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, right, where the state kind of bends, 45. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there on uh, the point of California. So grew up there all my life. Um, I was introduced to the game. Oh, I was... 13, I believe, 13, 14. Uh, I was homeschooled at the time. I got done with school like 10, 30, 11 a.m. Circumstances, I was living with my grandparents. My grandpa played just about every day. So um, I was bored, wanted something to do. So I started going out to the golf course with him. And, um, yeah, over time, really fell in love with the game, Um, played junior golf, played a little bit in college, and then moved to Arizona um, in 2010. So at the time, uh, growing up in California, I was used to seeing in the old golf week magazine, um, like the great goose gateway tour. And I was seeing names like Charlie Belgian and Joel Damon, and um, nice. Kevin Streelman. And these guys were, you know, basically battling it out in Arizona and they were winning, you know, 25, 30, $35,000 checks at the time. Um, you know, and so, When it came time to wanting to pursue a career as a professional golfer, it was pretty much a clear-cut decision of Arizona or Florida. Um, I'm a family guy, so Florida was a little too far for me, coming from California, but uh, I made Arizona home in 2010, and, um, yeah, it's been probably one of the better decisions I've made in my life. Um, Venturing (laughs) out, I didn't know anyone when I moved here, so... It was a
0: little bit of a risk, but uh, it's definitely paid off in, in more ways than one. Dude, that's awesome. Well, and I, I mean, not, not not a bad spot to stick in uh, Arizona. I mean, I've been there once, and I was like, I never want to leave here. So, uh, great spot. But I do want to ask, Corey, now that we're on this, t- I mean, I'm going to ask about it. You said Big Break 09. So, what year was uh, Kent Eager down there?
2: Oh, man, Eager. He's a legend.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Friend of the show. E-
2: Eager, uh, oh, man. I met him probably right around when I moved down here in 2011. There's a little uh, tournament in Tucson at Skyline Country Club. Okay. And uh, it's a weird, it's, it's a very interesting golf course. Uh, you're hitting a lot of like seven irons and six irons off the tee and hitting it OB and bringing it back in. It's, uh, it's a trip. But I met Eager down there. I was paired with him uh it was either the practice round or the first two rounds um but yeah i mean he talked my ear off the whole round super good dude so he, nah, he wouldn't
0: do that <laughs> <laughs>
2: right?
0: that's awesome that's uh yeah he's a good dude we had him on the show a while back um quite the su- success story for himself too um Corey, well i oh, do yeah. i do want to ask though like so the outlaw tour you know you're, you're the co-founder. Now do you have a full-time job or is this like your full-time job is the uh, is running the outlaw tour? Um, it's a
2: full-time part-time job. Okay. <laughs> so I I do uh I'm getting my real estate license. I have a tech startup on the side. Um, I have a lady that I caddy for like a couple times a month. So, I would say I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I love it. Um, I'm the same I, way. The outlaw Outlaw tour is definitely. Uh, when we first started, I knew it was going to be quite a bit of work, but I didn't. As time has, uh, I mean, basically, you're going to get out of it what you put into it, right?
0: Yeah, for uh, sure.
2: So, it, as good as we want to make the tour, or as grand as we ever want it to become, we're going to have to put that much effort and energy uh, to, you know, make that a reality. So um and but i love it i mean it's my passion of you know co-founder i had two awesome partners uh jesse Berghardt, um and toke peterson were we were all you know equal majority owners of the tour we bootstrapped it and pretty much basically whatever it cost us to file our llc with the state and do like a a wix or a wordpress website yeah um it was pretty uh pretty small when we first started but yeah it was the three of us and uh, we all came from similar but different backgrounds jesse was worked at various golf courses in the phoenix valley um, born and raised here ran arguably probably like one of the most successful and biggest games in the country um at mountain shadows i mean on any given tuesday you would see guys like uh, Bubba Watson, um, Aaron Baddeley, Martin Laird—I mean, Pat perez the, the, basically any of the pros that live in the valley would come out and play in the game. And then, Tope Peterson and I, when we first uh, both moved here around the same time in 2010, he was from Utah. We both worked at the same golf club, okay, uh, Los Vendas Golf Club in Mesa, it's owned by a couple of uh, Canadians from Calgary. Um, but yeah, we worked together there and then he was actually on the second to last big break on a big break Myrtle beach.
0: Cool. That's awesome.
2: Um, Yeah. Kind of came together and, uh, put the outlaw tour together.
0: Okay. So now we're obviously like you're into golf, you're a co-founder of the outlaw tour, you know, based in Arizona. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty successful from what I've seen. I guess my next question is, you know, like with the pga in the Mackenzie tour now i want to know how many players graduate from the outlaw tour that actually go to play european tour or the pga tour uh do you know those numbers at all
2: um i could give you approximate numbers um, that's fine
0: we'll do we'll, we'll take that
2: <laughs> yeah i mean on any given week i would say we have a couple a handful of pga tour players from guys like charlie belgian uh we had a team event with like max homa um steven jaeger joel damon uh joel damon was actually our first winner of our of our very first event
0: nice It's um, awesome
2: that we ever held so we get uh over the years i mean i would say now with the strength of the tour um collectively between canada latin america china corn Ferry pga probably 25 to 30 players a year that's not bad that's not bad at all
0: like that's Um, a pretty number i mean think about it i mean you know you guys are a newish tour guys are moving on to play professional golf i mean a higher end of professional golf that's not a bad number at all
2: oh not at all yeah i mean any given week it's uh it's competitive um, you know, if you if you can't shoot 62 to 64 on any given day, and I would say our, our winner on average of a three-day event has been right around 18 to 20 under par. Um, wow. So yeah, it's competitive. It's Even when, you know, I mean, Charlie Belgian, um, he was a name that I grew up seeing in those Golf Week magazine articles and has obviously won on the PGA Tour and has had a lot of success. I mean... Uh, he's won a few times on the Outlaw Tour, but it's not handed to him by any means. I mean, he has to fight for it. And um, you know, I would say the the as you know, just from watching, I mean, the level of, of uh, that separates the guys at the Outlaw Tour to the guys on the PGA Tour is it's just kind of getting hot at the right time and, and getting out there and having success.
0: So Corey, I do want to ask. I mean, like, what are some of the complications that you you and the Outlaw Tour have or, or face, you know, Like, do you see much support from the PGA and, you know, the European or the Latin? Um, yeah, that's kind of my question there.
2: Um, You know, I, I think as far as the PGA goes, um, it's a long uphill battle to gain any recognition um, to basically become like a feeder tour to their feeder tours, essentially. I mean, i'm being honest that's the ultimate goal if we could make the outlaw tour the golden state tour um feeder tours to canada latin america china that would be best case scenario um i can't name names but we are working with an international tour currently um, to host their two schools and uh become a feeder tour in a sense to their to their tour so that's pretty exciting for us. Um, we do have the Barracuda exemption. The winner of the Reno Open through the Golden State Tour gets an exemption to the Barracuda Championship. Um, we're going to continue to work to, to get some more PGA and maybe some Corn Fairy exemptions. Um, but I think we're kind of our sweet spot, especially in Arizona, and, and kind of what we're uh, phrasing is we are the spring training of professional golf. If we can... Yeah. Make Arizona uh, what what baseball and spring training is to baseball here in Arizona. If we can be that for golf um, and continue to build on our platform that we have here in our backyard, um, you know that would be you know a huge win for us and, and for the players.
0: Okay, Corey. So I, I want to talk. You know, you know, Canadians, Americans. How many Canadians are on the Outlaw Tour? Um, you know, I, I've known a couple that have played events, I believe. Do you guys find guys are going to play in the, the CODIS tour more? Um, I know a few guys that have been down in Arizona to train and practice all winter long, and then they probably, you know, they should end up playing on the Outlaw tour. Uh, just curious on the Canadian number that are playing in your events.
2: We have a lot of, a large majority of our players are Canadian. Nice. Um, and some of our better players, I mean, Will Bateman has been, Uh, He just got PJ tour or McKenzie tour status um, through Q school this last week. So congrats to Will. He's been uh, a very competitive player on the outlaw tour to say the least. Um, But yeah, a lot of Canadian players on the tour. I'd say most players are really focusing towards because of of what the PJ tour has created of, of going to Q school and getting Latin America or McKenzie tour status. Um, just because that's the route they have to take. Uh, I've always I played Dakota's Tour uh, back when I played. I think it's a really good option for players that don't have the financial backing to make the commitment to go, you know, south um, or go play McKenzie Tour because it is a large financial commitment. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's any given week, probably 15 to maybe. Yeah, around 15, maybe 20 Canadian
0: players um, in each field. Well, that's awesome to hear. I mean, yeah, we need, we're trying to grow that game, you know, get all more Canadians. You know, obviously we're in Saskatchewan, but, you know, whether they're Alberta, BC, Ontario, we have all listeners, but we want to grow the game, and that, that's, that's great to hear. You know, and, and you mentioned, you know, financial, and I'm not on this podcast to talk about what you guys make. or just, just, I I don't care. I want you to, to do good. But I do want to know what are some of the purse prizes that are awarded to winners comparable to other, other uh, tours, uh, mini tours?
2: Um, I'd like to think we're competitive and on the, the higher end. Uh, nice. On average, uh, on a weekly basis, first place prize money's been uh, anywhere between $7,500, um, upwards of twelve grand for first place.
0: I'll take that all day. Uh,
2: so- all things considered, that's pretty good, considering, uh, you know, where we started. And when we started in 2017, you know, winners were taken home on a three-day event, $4,500, $5,500. So, wow. Um, and field sizes are averaging right, right around 90 to 100 players. Um, and that's really our biggest obstacle at this point um, because of COVID, you know, and the rise of golf and, and people playing the game golf has had a 30% uptick in the Phoenix, Phoenix Valley. So golf courses are pumping out 300 players a day. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, so it's hard for us to, um, you know, book some venues and book within price points that are affordable for us and, and fair to the player because without sponsor money in some tournaments, you know, it's player driven purses. Um, And, you know, collectively between both tours, we spent over $600,000 on green fees last year.
1: Um,
2: And and this year is probably going to get pretty close to a million. Um, So, you know, that's a a huge operating expense on our part that we, um, you know, we're trying to find creative ways to to navigate. Um, But as far as, like, how we run both so. Outlaw Tour was acquired by Michael O'Leary and the Golden State Tour January of 2020. Okay. When when that took place, the Golden State Tour has been a 501c3 nonprofit organization since 2018, I believe, 2017. Um, And so when he acquired the tour, the Outlaw Tour now falls under a nonprofit organization. So we, you know, we really try and we strive to put as much money uh back in the purse as possible for these players because you know we're people players come down in the out to play the outlaw tour during the spring months because it's affordable they can make some good money and kind of stockpile their resources for their summer tour where they're going to have the opportunity to play in monday qualifiers and yeah the kenzie tour dakota's tour and stuff so that's ultimately, you know, as former players, uh, we've always been a tour that's built for players, by players, um, and we're always going to work on the players' behalf.
0: So, Corey, does the Outlaw Tour, you might have mentioned it earlier, but I'm curious, Like, does the Outlaw Tour ever have a chance? You know, you're based in Arizona. Like, do you guys ever move? You know, and I can't even think of some other states, but, I mean, are you guys ever going to go to Houston? Uh, I know that's more of a, yeah, that's a that's a city. I don't know. Let me know. Brain fart. But, my question is: Are you guys ever gonna try and you know re- not relocate, but have different uh, events or different uh, setups for the Outlaw tour?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, if the opportunity presents itself, um, I think if we were to travel in any capacity, it would it would be to host more so of the state open style event where it's kind of a one-off curated event that's a a tournament for the players and an experience for the community or the fans or wherever we're at. Um, That's really where we're trying to, uh, I would say like disrupt and innovate the game. Um, During COVID we had a lot of engagement with draft teams and the DFS community. And um, you know, there was a lot of, we were live streaming tournaments. Um, We were one of the first tours to actually live stream golf uh, from a phone and key to the green and everything in between. Uh, It was a very interactive experience between the viewer and the player. Um, So, you know, moving forward, I think we're really going to try to push the envelope of the sports betting side of the game, engaging that community, um, the live streaming, um a lot more content and storytelling around the players so people really can can uh see and hear and engage and interact with with the will bateman's and and the riley Wieldens and the Andrew Pumps and like you know um there's a huge canadian fan base i'm sure that's very interested in you know these up-and-coming professionals um that you know are kind of on the fringe of making it on the tour but you know not a lot of people really get to hear their story and what they're doing and where they come from. So, um, you know, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to continue to try to push uh, the growth of the tour and the opportunities for the players as, as we move forward.
0: So and that leads me right to my next point, Corey. How does a guy or you know Canadian, especially a Canadian, I think honestly, I think that we lack producing uh, professional golfers. Uh, how does a Canadian go? Okay, hey, I, I'm not quite ready for the pre- PGA. You know, I'm, I'm not quite ready for the Latin tour. You know, how do you how do you guys get in touch or reach out to the Canadians and say, "Hey, come try our tour. It's in Phoenix. You know, it's a great spot." Um, yeah, just touch on that.
2: Uh, to date, it's honestly been all word of mouth. Um, when we started the tour in 2016, fall of 2016, we were the fourth tour in town, um, and I would say. Eager was still playing at that time, I believe. Uh, Corey Renfrew was still playing. Um, I would say the Canadian uh, players' participation was probably at its highest at that point. Um, and we just, you know, we were players first before we were operators, so I think we had a little edge on our competition when we started the tour. And, and you know, with such a low operating budget, we did the little things the best we absolutely could um, to grow to the big things. And that stuff um, just kind of trickled down, and that word of mouth was the best uh, advertisement we could get. And still to date, that's, uh, that's our best advertisement marketing um, for players. I would say... When we started the tour, um, I kind of had the idea, and I was talking through it with my accountant at the time, and he is uh, Canadian. and from Calgary and grew up playing uh, junior hockey. And oh, really? He always talked about how Canada, um, how the hockey system works in, in Canada. And there's so many Canadians that come down to Arizona and, you know, winter down here. I've always thought that, you know, to invest in the the future um players if there was almost the same sort of system that that they have for hockey that would apply for golf where you know if you sent down a team of 12 players from canada that were you know sponsored or endorsed by uh canadian golf association or something like that but um yeah i think there's because of where we're located and the ability for you know players to house here during the winter months and uh, sleep in the comfort of their own bed and travel to the tournament site every day, to yeah, come home to your own bed. It it really helps lower costs for the players and it creates that ability and environment to have you know kind of a team environment where five guys come down and they house together and. You know, they have their schedule, they're playing, they've got this coach, and they're playing in these tournaments. And, um, you know, it really is conducive to that spring training kind of gear up for your summer season schedule um, atmosphere here. And on top of that, you know, there's there's probably, a, you know, a dozen skins games throughout the Valley that uh, you can pop around and play in on off weeks to stay competitive and make a little money and meet some people. And so it's uh, very conducive.
0: Absolutely. Okay, last thing Corey I want to ask is how can we help down here in Saskatchewan? You know, we do have a good following. We're growing. uh, You know, do you have – I mean, yeah, what could we do to help you out?
2: Oh, man. Um, I would say, you know, what can I do to help you guys? I've always been of the mindset that, uh, you know, if we can help one another, everyone wins. Um, For us, it's just about getting information out to people. Um, you know, telling stories, getting information out to players, being on your podcast, being able to talk about the tour and what we're doing down here. Um, you know, I think having TOEF, you the cool thing about us is we all bring a different um everyone on the team I'm speaking of, we all bring a different perspective, um and outlook on the tour and on the game. Um you know, Toph with his experience on the big break and how that's kind of open opportunities for the tour. And then Michael O'Leary, um, you know, being the executive director and he's operated the golden state tour for the last 18 years. Um, and the golden state tour has been in operation since 1982. Um, so it's the oldest mini tour in the country and now operating both tours. And, um, so yeah, he's, you know, collectively all three of us, I think, you know, um, If you want to get Toph on, if you want to get Mike on, they've got some great uh, information and stories to tell. But yeah, I mean, just being on here um, and and talking with you has been huge. I appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, anything I can do to help you and getting information out to people on both sides, I think is, uh, you know, creates a win win opportunity.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate uh, you coming on today, Corey. Uh, I hope to do this again. And like I said, you know, we'll we'll try and, you know, share you guys' posts and, You know, we'll try and explain to the the young juniors that are coming up out of Canada here that, uh, you know, go check out the Outlaw Tour. Uh, You're the the, the co-founder of the Outlaw Tour. And like I said, thanks so much for coming on the
1: show today.
2: Absolutely, Junior. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for having
1: me. All right. Take care. You too. Hey, it's me, Tony, here. When I go golfing, I use TaylorMade. The new Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max drivers are incredible. If the best players in the world use them, why shouldn't you? Team TaylorMade. Contact Mike.lanin at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Or you can go to any golf course. They're going to help you out. They're going to set you up. Team TaylorMade.
0: T's not included. All righty. Episode 68.
1: Corey Powell,
0: the co-founder of the Outlaw Tour. Great chat with
1: him. Danny? Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, I wasn't there for that recording, but uh, I read it, heard it over after, and it was pretty good. Thanks, Corey, for coming on. Yeah, Corey, great dude. Now we're gonna try and help out
0: the Outlaw Tour as much as possible, as they help us. But uh, if you're a young, like a junior golfers, going to the college, whatever it is, you know, and you're close in that area, Arizona, check it out. I've seen some of the players that come out of there. Uh, Jared Dutois, Mister 59, friend of the show, he's played on that tour. Uh, Eric Howardchuck. So a lot of legit players play on it, and just do it. Yep. Outlaw Tour, Arizona, and what a place to be, Arizona. Well, <sighs> not a big deal. I've never
1: been, but I want to go someday. Arizona? Yeah. Oh, it's a great place. Really? Been the once. Let's go down. Oh, wait. We can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in August, we can. Yeah. We'll double shots. we just jet down there.
1: Quarantine for two weeks after. Jet down there. Okay.
0: Well, Dan, why don't you rip all the social media handles while we're here?
1: Yeah. Well, we're here. Uh, well, I might as well. If you haven't been following us, I mean, if you're on the YouTube channel right now, you should be following And, the, and subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Um. Instagram is at underscore off the hustle, Twitter is at underscore off the hustle, And Facebook is just underscore at off the hustle. So check us out if you haven't already. Tell us what we should talk about. I'm, You know, I got an open mind. I'll talk about anything.
0: Yeah, that's uh, Dan knows it. Dan's on those accounts. He sees everyone that's following, not yeah. following. So just do it. Just follow. He sees it. Okay. Next week. Another great test.
1: Mike Vanderjad.
0: What X, a weapon that guy was. X
1: NFL kicker, place, place kicker. kicker. Yep. Uh, everyone, if you just if you don't know who he is, look up Peyton Manning. <laughs> Peyton Manning, uh, Mike Vanderjet. Yes, he, uh, he r- ripped him apart years ago, and yeah. yeah and yeah. the
0: story to that's even cool. I was, I was you, heard, you know you're gonna hear it, but Mike Vanderjet and Peyton Manning, you're gonna find out if they're cool or they're not cool. He told us the full rundown on that. Yep. So great, uh, great episode with him coming up next week. And this Sunday, recording with well, you wanted him. We finally got him. My cousin, feels like Danny's cousin, yep. Troy's cousin, Dale Villali at the Dale Trail. Right,
1: Danny H. That yep. is. What is it? Oh, the Instagram is the Dale Trail. Yeah. Earlier in the intro, we were talking about pork missiles. That's from him. He made that. He does hot dog reviews, and he's a Abraham Abraham Answers uh, caddy. So. Yeah, so check it. Uh,
0: be ready Sunday. Put on be the post a good one. Though, and blow it up. Get ready for that pod because it's gonna be a banger. Yep. Anyhow, Danny, it's always a pleasure.
1: Always a pleasure, bro. Troy missed it again,
0: but missed this one. Yep, he was last. Now you, I don't know. We're, we're all. I think we're all back next week though. We just switch. We're all back next week
1: for episode yeah. sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. It's gonna be a great one. Mike Vanderjad. Mike Vanderjad. 69. I think it goes along pretty well. And then, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> pick picnic number 69. It'll be hilarious. Goon?
0: Yes. Anyways. All right. Danny, peace, bro. Good to see you, bro. See you, bro. Everyone hey, else well, have a great Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever day it is. Enjoy the podcast. Subscribe to YouTube. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.